Valentine's Day waiters, it's your favorite podcast host. Did you get yourself some flowers, a card, or maybe some chocolate? I have to say, these real love episodes have been better than the Godiva chocolates I brought myself. We've heard from the Hunters and the Hammonds, and I'm so excited to introduce our series' youngest featured couple, Mr. and Mrs. Fred and Keangela Randall. Last month, they celebrated one year of marital bliss. I remember being at their wedding, thinking about how amazing God is. Keangela and I have known each other for over 12 years, and she always said that she planned on being the last friend to get married. Boy, was she wrong. (laughs) Her wise, hilarious, and tenacious husband, Fred, knew without a shadow of a doubt that Keangela was his one, and after hearing their episode, you'll see why Keangela didn't mind moving around her life events timeline to change her last name. Keeping me in my feelings the whole entire interview, my biggest takeaway was the importance of healing to be a better partner and friend to your spouse. Chapter 2 of the Real Love series was deep and full of so many gems. Although I'm spending another Valentine's Day single, I'm grateful that I'm not settling. Recently, I watched a podcast episode about a couple that was married for 52 years. Yes, you heard me correctly, 52. That's over half a century. After hearing the wisdom shared from that couple and the ones from this series, my hope is restored in genuine relationships existing. I refuse to settle for anything less than the requirements of marriage, grace, communication, reciprocity, friendship, investment, and unity, and I hope, waiters, that you'll do the same. Enjoy the final episode of the Real Love Series Chapter 2 featuring Mr. and Mrs. Fred and Keangela Randall entitled, The Requirements of Marriage, Compromise, Vulnerability, and Healing. Happy Valentine's Day, waiters. So, the Randalls, we have Mr. Fred and Mrs. Keangela Randall. How are you all today? We are well. How are you? I'm good, girl. Listen. I knew this day would come, but I didn't think it would come this soon because in our friend (laughs) circle, you said that you wanted to be the last person to get married and yet you were the first. How does that make you feel? Um, It's a little bit strange. It's a little bit strange, but you know, things happen the, the way that they should. Very good. So could you all please tell the waiters a little bit about yourselves? Uh, well, I'm Mr. Randall, first name Fred. Uh, of course, born and raised here in St. Pete, Florida, 727, all the way, baby. You already know. Okay, okay. Uh, I work here in the city as a local firefighter. I've been doing it for about four years now. I uh, went and traded for the mm-hmm. world. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's nice. It's nice. All right. And my name is Keangelo Randall. I am a juvenile criminal defense attorney here in Sarasota, in St. Petersburg, Florida. Sorry, Uh-oh. no longer in Sarasota. <laughs> And I am from the lovely city of Tallahassee. The 850, you know. Okay, that's pretty lame. I don't really know <laughs> what our tagline is. I think Duval has the best one. Absolutely. But anyways, so the very first question will be, how long have you all been married? We have been married now going on almost one year. January 14th of next year will make our first full year. <laughs> Yay! So for all of the waiters who are engaged or are entering their first few months of marriage, this episode should be very, very good. So can you all first tell me how you all met? Oh, you want me to tell the story? Yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, well, back before I became a firefighter, I used to work at Stetson College of Law, which is the law school she attended back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it all started simple. I was just making my rounds of security, you know, doing what I do, drive the car. And um, <laughs> they were just starting, you know what I'm saying? They was checking out the campus, walking around. And so I had uh, rolled past one of the hallways and I seen something. Something kind of caught my eye. I said, hold uh -huh. on, let me throw this thing in reverse real quick. Go check it out. You know, I'm a kid. I got to make sure <laughs> stuff, you know, is what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm, very good. It, and introduce myself. Hey, how you doing? My name Fred. You know, if you need anything, I'm here for you. This and the third. So um, mm -hmm. as the months and everything went to going on, we started kicking it a little more. But um, we would say we had a couple bumps in the road. I'll put it like that. As those months went uh -oh. on, and um, wasn't nothing too crazy, but it was crazy enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I basically had to uh, pull out every hat. I mean, every trick I had in the hat. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. to, to make Dr. Sewell. Because, uh, yeah, she didn't make it easy. I'll put it like that. She did not make it easy. So no, I had to, it. you know, do a little stalkerish things. I know it kind of go against the game a little bit. But if you know what you want, you got to do what you got to do. Period. So, like I said, I had to make sure, you know, I found out what the classes was, what time she got out. I made sure I was like, you know, oh. a couple cars down. She parked that. She said she needed a ride or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Gentlemen. Yeah, just trying. Just trying. But she still wasn't hearing that. She wasn't hearing that. She was like, no, my friend liked you. Huh? Oh. What? <laughs> oh. Oh, you left that part out, Keangela. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. So I'm like, no, no, no. So she's like, no, I can't talk to you, my friend. Like, not even let me explain. So I'm like, dang, mm. mind you, she didn't know that the friend she thought that liked me was actually on my side helping me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Fred, oh. she's gonna be over here. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, no, she like this and like that. You should get a this, you should get a that. And so, uh. um, <laughs> shout out to my uh, my road dog got there to help me get through the trenches. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, she she finally started to see once her friend actually set her down. It was like, girl, you crazy. Mm -hmm. How you how you don't see that this man, you know what I'm saying, is trying his best. So she finally realized and, and gave me a little shot. And I guess I, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all made it. It's going on a year. Are there any other things you would like to add as to how y'all met Keangela or did he do a good job? I I think he did a good job. That's that's pretty much the story wrapped up in a bow. <laughs> mm -hmm. so what was y'all's first date like was it then Keangela where you just knew like I can spend the rest of my life with this man or how did that go for you um the first date was interesting law school was tough um I'm sure as one of my longtime friends you remember how I Law school was incredibly stressful. So <laughs> having a gentleman who was working at the law school asking me out on a date mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily um, the most comforting thing. I did say finally say yes after that sit down talk with my friend. Um, mm -hmm. And then we went out and kind of sat under the stars and Aww. looked over over the ocean and he took me home and was very gentlemanly and good night. You have a wonderful night. I'll talk mm -hmm. to you tomorrow type of situation. Um, to be completely honest with you, it wasn't a love at first sight story. Um, mm. Oh, 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 okay. But it was for you, Fred. Got it. I would say, I would say. Wow. Um, I can't say that it was necessarily, I felt that way after the first date. 
I did know after the first date that this was a really good man. And it was definitely somebody that I would have no problem with sticking around. Just didn't know if I wanted anything long-term. As you stated at when we started, I wasn't looking for a marriage, so. Nope. <laughs> nope. I wouldn't say that you were anti-marriage. It was just, it wasn't like on the top five things that you wanted to do. Right. So, you know, when we heard about Fred, please don't take this the wrong way, Fred. I was just like, okay, we'll see. Cause I don't want to get, I don't, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I don't want to get my hopes up like, yes, this is it. She found him. And then she's like, no, I'm going to have to be no. sad again. And they have to go through <laughs> that process. So I'm glad that you are persistent, which is something that I think a lot of guys these days and Keanu, you'll tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like that's something that these guys are missing when it comes to courtship and things like that. So how long did you all date before Fred, you knew this is the lady that I want to be with and I'm going to lock her down by asking her to marry me? Um, let's see as far because it's like two parts to that. I feel is it like actual just starting to date or actually like, oh, no, I really want to marry this woman both because it didn't happen all at the same time okay so both how did you both. know when, when you first started dating and then it was finalized like she's the one so i say that because you know we was kicking it this and the third we had no titles or nothing like that you know i said i didn't want to pressure her into anything mm -hmm. and so um it was one night we were supposed to um all go out you know what I'm saying me her a couple of friends and everything like that and so mm -hmm. um we end up just chilling at my house, you know what I'm saying? And she got a little mad because she's like, well, we're supposed to go out. Oh, you done set me up to send the third because it was me and my cousin <laughs> and her, her friend. So she thought I was trying to do a double date, which I had my attention. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we were sitting there kicking in. She hot. She hot. She is just boiling on the couch because she like, this is a setup. You know what I'm saying? Her friend's like, no, mm -hmm. we just kick it to send the third. And so um, they actually ended up spending the night, and I had to sleep on my own couch in my own apartment. Oh, oh wow! My bedroom. <laughs> it was like if you come in here, it's gonna be problems. I'm like, I'm not feeling mad. Y'all good? Like, I understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because by that time, that's Keangelo. Yeah, yeah. Our friend had had a little too many. You get <laughs> what I'm saying? And then she was she was done for. She was done for. So we had um, woke up the next morning. I'm on the couch, and give me no cover, no pillow, no nothing. Mm. Like a homeless man, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I come to come check on him. I knock on the door. She said, "You better not open this door." I said, "Nah." She said, "Step away from the door." Uh oh, <laughs> I remember this, Kia. I remember you Dang. telling us this in your dorm room in college. <laughs> I remember this now. Ask Stetson. It's coming back. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I was like, "Dang, I done blew it. I done did too much." You know what I'm saying? This in the third. So I'm just kind of quiet, like I'm just chilling. Cause she mm -hmm. mad. She mad. She mad. She mad. So I'm just chilling. I mm. finally get my room back. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? She's like, well, I'm gonna, uh, I am had to take my cousin to work. You know what I'm saying? I was like, y'all do what y'all need to do this and the third. And we all met back up. And so um, I had to sit in my car, actually, and wait for them to come back. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Before I could go in my own apartment. I couldn't be in there before they got there. I'm like, what you think I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Set something up. Like, what's going on? <laughs> but long story short, like I said, you know, we got back in there. Next thing I know, she started cooking breakfast. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dang, I know I ain't getting none of that. I'm chilling, <laughs> smell the bacon cooking, you know, mm, scratching bacon. the pots, you know what I'm saying? The eggs going. I'm like, oh, that would be nice, but I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> Man, I'm a, next thing I know, she must walk to me like, here, your plate. Mine, you wasn't here, you go, it was hmm. <laughs> but the <laughs> fact that she made me a plate when she's that mad at me, the fact that she that shows that she cares. So that was like, oh. All right, all right. I can, yeah, she I can like see myself. Me. She really see myself. likes me. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's when I figured I was like, yeah, I can see myself dating this woman. You get what I'm saying? Because after that, when she finally mm-hmm. calmed down, we found out that we actually had interest. You know what I'm saying? That aligned and stuff like that. And we started having a nice mm-hmm. conversation. She was like, it went from to, hmm. never, I never <laughs> thought that, you know what I'm saying? You were that type of guy. Yeah. So that's when I, you know, figured that, yeah, no, we can, I could definitely see myself dating her. Now, mm-hmm. as far as when I figured that I would marry this woman is, I'll hands down have to say when we went through buying this house. You get what I'm saying? Because we went through a lot mm-hmm. trying to get the house built and everything like that. And so just the way that she would handle situations would have my back. I could have her back. You get what I'm saying? And letting her letting me take leadership. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And I, be the man to be like, Lay, look, I feel like we need to do this. We need to do that. She's like, okay, we can do that. But have you thought about this? Or I don't really think we should do uh, that. But if you think we should do that, it wasn't, no, we're not doing that. It was never gotcha. no, like, you know what I'm saying? Never nothing like that. And she would, like I said, she was still me in the right direction when I was going wrong. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And But like I said, she always had my back and glory be to god we got through the situation and she'll tell you shortly after is when the ring came <laughs> oh wow mm-hmm. oh, i heard patience and caring and affectionate and keangela when did you know that okay i think i'll i'll marry this guy when was that aha moment for you um personally i don't think that i necessarily had one single aha moment I believe over the years, um, he showed me consistency. You know, he showed me that he can be a leader in my household. He showed me that he was a man of God. I think just over the years of working together in this relationship to build this marriage, um, you just kind of get those golden nuggets over the years where it's like, oh, that's nice. And oh, that's what I always wanted in a husband. And Oh, that's lovely. I love that all the time. Um, So I think just over time, for me, it wasn't necessarily one moment. It was just getting that combination of everything that I checked off that list from years ago. um, (laughs) Just kind of seeing what I want in my partner. That's good. So for the waiters, Keangela, could you give them some nuggets that they should want in a spouse? Sure. Um, I think what's important to have in your spouse and in, in the person that you choose to spend the rest of your existence with on this side of heaven um, is somebody who is willing to communicate with you despite their emotions. I think that's something mm. that's really big. You really need to have somebody who's at least willing to com- to have that communication They don't need to be the best communicator, but having that willingness to give that to your partner, I believe, is important. Um, Another kind of golden nugget I believe that I found in my husband was a selflessness when it came to our relationship. Mm, It's important you're in a relationship, in a marriage, that you are able to kind of put some of your needs to the side, some of your wants to the side. And be able to care for and take um, take in, just think about at least um, your mm-hmm. significant other and put yourself to the side and some of those wants that you may um, want moving forward. Um, other than that, I think those are, for me, I think those are the two biggest things that you really need in a marriage. That's good. It was wild just hearing you say my husband. Like I just had like a whole 
<laughs> I, I'm still getting used to it. Fred, what are some nuggets that waiters need to have when it comes to their, their spouse search? Um, I feel like from the male's perspective that you have to realize that, yes, you're the man of the household, but that's not somebody that's beneath you. That's somebody that's next to you. Ooh. So I don't. <laughs> Snap. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want nobody one to ever feel like they can't give you advice. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or somebody that feel like they can't really save you from yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you have to understand that sometimes you might have to take a step back and you're going to have to make compromises and you're going to have to be like, man, you really made me mad with that. But I need to understand why you did that. And then I tell you why I felt this way and then why I did what I did. You like she say, communication is everything is everything. So many problems can get yes. avoided. You know what I'm saying? We're just actually sitting down. And that person might not want to sit down and talk when you're ready to talk. And you have to accept that, you know, and, but you can't that's let good. it go on. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you know, go to bed mad at somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I was taught, you know, growing up. It's like never go to bed mad at your spouse because you never know what the morning might bring. Mm -hmm. So at some point, you know, it's like, okay, I'll give you a space, you know, but we need to handle this. And when we both calm down, we'll come back and talk. So like I say, communication, patience, um, not having an ego, you know, you just have to understand, like, we're just two people trying to figure it out. You know, mm. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. But we're going to figure it out together. And make you sure know. that you include them. Including this is everything, too. You have to have them by your side. You don't want your partner in the dark. When you definitely making big decisions, but really with any decision that involves y'all, because y'all are one now. Come on, now. Good job. <laughs> Good Boy, listen. Now, Fred, what are we going to do about your other men out here who need to have this same mindset? Because Lord knows we're going to pray. So... <laughs> Yeah. Even though you all are coming up on a year, what are some things that you all have learned within this frame of now going from boyfriend and girlfriend to fiancés to now husband and wife? For me, I think the biggest thing that I have learned is that um, the work doesn't stop once you get married. Mm. Um, I, I think for a long time, I thought once you get married, that's it. You're in love forever. And then you're, that's, that's just it. You don't have to worry about things anymore. I don't need to be pretty anymore because I got a husband. He, he know what I look like. Um, oh, my. <laughs> but I learned that I truly did learn that the work doesn't stop. You have to continue to put effort and put work into your um, marriage for as long as you're in that marriage. Um, I think it's important to, for me, one of the things that I tell people is try to put as much work into your marriage as you put into your job. Cause we mm. go to work and we give our all to those employers and then we come home and we have nothing to give our significant others. I think it's important. You know, you spend eight hours at work. You need to spend eight hours with your spouse. Even if it's sitting down watching TV, having conversations, have book club with your spouse, you know, Go on hmm. dates. Don't stop having dates. Um, do things that you guys love to do and keep each other kind of on your toes. Continue to date your spouse. Once you get married, none of that stops. You still want to put in a lot of work into your marriage. Um, not that it breaks down as easily as it may have when you're in a relationship um, because you have a lot more invested by the time you're in a marriage. But I do think it's super important to, to continue to learn your spouse as you grow and turn into the beautiful person that you're supposed to be. 
your spouse is doing the same thing and you guys need to continue to learn each other, date each other and continue to fall in love with each other as you get older. That was good, Attorney Norton. I, uh, excuse me, Attorney Randall. See there? Randall. I'm sorry. See there? <sighs> Forgive me. That was good, Attorney it's Randall. All right. It's all right. <laughs> Forgive me, but I did change your name in my phone to that Hills. I put Randall just so you Thank know. Thank you. I appreciate it. I still get north, but that's all right. Respect. I got some time. That's it. <laughs> okay. Mr. Randall, how about yourself? What's a myth about marriage that you now realize? Mm, yeah, no. I'm glad I didn't listen to that. Um, You have to realize, you feel like that you've met somebody fully when you marry them. And that's a myth because that's everybody grow. Like mm. she said, people change in relationships and you have to understand that as time, the person that you dated five years ago is not going to be the same person that you have in your one year anniversary with because y'all right. going through experiences. You know what I'm saying? And their life experience and your life experiences are two different things that are coming together as one. So you have to understand that, yeah, we dated for five, 10 years even and just got married. But in the marriage, you get what I'm saying? It comes a lot. Some things come out more like some traumas that you might not know your spouse had might come right. out. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And you like, well, I've never dealt with that. But you have to deal with that. That's your wife. You get what I'm saying? You still learning each other as you go. That's I would say that's one, one of the myths that I learned. Because like she said, you know, you get married. It's like, oh, yeah, I know this person. That's my wife. You're going to do this. My wife ain't going to never do nothing like that. And my husband ain't going right. to never say nothing like that you know what i'm saying but like i said you're still learning that person and that's a big thing that's a big thing so that's why you like she said you have to continue to try you have to continue to put forth effort because like i said you're basically still dating you just got rings now you have a relationship <laughs> now that's that's the that's the two main difference you get what i'm saying so that's, that's what i would say probably the biggest myth is don't think that just because y'all married that that person's going to still be the same that's good. That's good. So what have you learned about yourself since being married? I would say that instead of me, I learned that I'm not always going to be the fixer. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes oh. I just need to listen. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll come to me with a problem. You know, and I'd be like, well, all right, bet, say less. We're going to go over there and do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to go get this, and we're going to handle this like this. She'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, what mm. you mean? It's a problem, right? You want to fix? She'd say, no, I just want to talk. But it took me a while, you know, because, you know, like I say, in my previous experiences, you know what I'm saying, with friends, family, any of that, when they tell me something, I'm always like, oh, well, this is what you need to do. Oh, this is what we need to do. I'm giving out, you know, instead of, like, really just trying to give out emotional support, I'm just thinking logically. So that's something that's that I had good. to learn to do more is just think of my spouse's emotions instead of just trying to, you know, fix the problem and that's it. That's good. Okay. So Mr. Fitzer. All right. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Randall. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned about myself within this marriage is that I don't have to always have everything planned out. <laughs> mm. Um yeah. <laughs> I think I think Dang you know it. me well enough at this point. Me and all my girlfriends, we had our lives planned. You guys, you we sat down and wrote out plans. I'm getting married mm -hmm. during this time. I'm going to go to law school during this time. I'm going to um, go and get my degree for this and I'm going to get my degree for this and then I might consider having a kid around this age. You know. <laughs> consider consider um i think 
for me, that was something that was so important because uh, I was such a planner. I've always been such a planner. Um, I need things to be in decency and in order at all times. Um, But I really had to learn that that doesn't need to happen. It's okay to do things spontaneously. It's okay that things don't happen in your time period. It's okay to move things around on that list, you know, maybe not wait Mm. until you turn this age to even consider kids or maybe not tell Mm. the guy that wants to marry you that you were, didn't have on your schedule to get married (laughs) until you turned 35. Um, (laughs) Oh gosh. Is that something you know personally or it's just that happened? (laughs) That was you? Oh, okay. Right. That wasn't you. You would never. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course not. I would never do no. that. Um, no, never. But yeah, I think those types of things are important, even when it came to smaller or big things that seem smaller now. Like when he said, I'm ready to buy a home. My response was, well, according to my schedule, I am not <laughs> purchasing a home for at least the next five years because I have to pay off this and I need my credit to look like this. And my savings mm. account needs to be looking like this. And I just invested a significant amount of money into stocks. So I'm not mm. prepared to make any down payments on homes. <laughs> so my response to him was all of that. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to buy a house. So <laughs> you can come live there if you like. <laughs> Which I appreciate because it kind of gave me a second to step back and say, okay, is it realistic to do it this way? Is it okay to kind of change this? I can move things Mm -hmm. around in order to make compromises, but I don't need that list anymore. I can kind of just live life the way that life is handed to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't have to necessarily wait until I turn 35 to get married. (laughs) Child, because who would have thunk? (laughs) And one piece that I want to go back to is you said plan. And Fred, did you always know that you wanted to be a husband or? Yeah, no, I did. Um, I grew up, you know, with, you know, my mother and my father. They've been married for 40 years now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up seeing that, you know, that love and unity. Do you get what I'm saying? That's something that I always Mm -hmm. wanted. Um, definitely, I mean, this might sound like, you know, I'm gassing myself or whatever, but I always knew that, you know, I was a catch, you get what I'm saying? And oh, I didn't want okay. to be out here you know, giving away energy that I, that nobody deserved. So yeah, I wanted to settle mm-hmm. down out of family. I want to have my own, you get what I'm saying? That was always one of my biggest goals. So, that's you know, cause that, that's why a lot of my relationships failed is because I was doing too much and they wasn't doing enough. Oh, snap. Well, we're going to leave that right there. That was good, Brett. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, that was that was it for me. So I was getting ready to wrap up. Oh, man. But that was good. That's good to hear. We don't hear enough men, especially men of faith, who say that just like the woman says that she deserves the best, why can't mm-hmm. I be be and deserve the best? But I think Definitely. in order for you to get the best, you have to first be the best. So I yes. honor you for that, Fred. Thank you for that. Definitely. So again, as we get ready to wrap up, who should not get married? And I'm going to let Fred answer that one. And mm-hmm. Keangela, can you answer who should get married? Of course. Um, you shouldn't get married if you haven't worked on yourself. 
if you haven't, you know, at least discovered a majority of your flaws, you know, so are not even willing to look yourself in the mirror. If you can't take accountability, you can't, you know, respect yourself for others. You don't know how to communicate, you know, things like that. You don't know how to put other people before you. Marriage is not going to work for mm-hmm. you, man, because marriage is a give and take constantly. And sometimes it's give and then sometimes it's take. And you just have to learn how to balance it, whichever way that the scales tip. It's not going to always be even. So you have to prepare yourself uh, mentally for stuff like that. Um, and understand that it's not going to always be easy. And you, like she said, well, like my wife said, you're going to have to continually put in work. Okay. You can't just, you know, fix mm-hmm. one problem and think everything's good. Or you do this one mm-hmm. thing and think everything's fine. It's a continuous thing. You know what I'm saying? And so until you can understand that, how can I put it? I feel like until you understand that that person is basically, I don't want to say worship, but that person is everything to you. Until you can, you feel like you can really give your all, all of yourself without causing trauma, without showing trauma or being passive aggressive and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then marriage will work for you. You know what I'm saying? And then continue to understand, too, that your wife is going to be like a therapist to you sometimes. She's going to bring some stuff out of you might not even know you had. And you got to be willing yeah. to deal with that. So if you never learn how to deal with your problems before and she do that, all you're going to do is attack her and not listen to her. That's good, Fred. Keanjala, who is marriage <laughs> cut out for? Um, I think the opposite of what he just said, actually. I think that's perfect. <laughs> um, people who love the skin that they're in, people who are happy to be by themselves but can be happy with someone else, um, someone who's happy to work on themselves, someone who's happy to put themselves out there and be ready to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is something that's very important. Um, yeah. And once you get to the place where you say you want to be in a relationship, you want to be in a marriage, you really have to be ready to be vulnerable um, with another person and allow them to see literally all of you um, mm. inside and out and be okay with that. Um, I think it's important that whenever you get to that point of you're ready to find someone and settle down, it's important that you are mentally prepared for that because it is honestly a journey um, of doubting yourself, doubting the person that you're trying to be with, um, Mm -hmm. second guessing yourself and the decisions that you make, um, just things of that nature that come along with it. You really have to mentally prepare yourself to be able to do something like that. Those are the people who are truly ready to be in a long-term relationship or marriage um, and for it to go on for a long time. If you don't have those traits and if you're not truly prepared to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and you're not in love with yourself, then you are certainly going to have some issues and you don't need to be looking to be in a relationship. Can I add something, if I may? Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I want to piggyback on that because I feel like a lot of the reason why a lot of relationships don't last and people can't even get to the step of having a stable relationship, let alone marriage, is because of baggage. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to let go. You know what I'm saying? Just because your last relationship went like this or you dealt with a female that did this and you might think that this is going again, you can't put that last person on this new person. You got to make sure you come in every relationship with a clean slate because that's oh what a lot of is is you just holding on to what you've been through and you're not even allowing God to show you what you need to go through. You get what I'm saying? He not he can't even open the doors for you because you stuck in the past. 
So I feel like that's a big thing right there that I just wanted, I just wanted to put in. Because I see a lot of my dogs going through that right now. And I'm like, bro, you got to let that go. <laughs> 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 you got to let that go, bro. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You causing problems that really wasn't even one that big. I mean, not even have been there because you're thinking too far into it instead of just letting the person tell you or show you who they really are. Come on now. Oh, Keangela, I see. I see now why. I see now. You I mean, I saw it, but I see I see it for real and more in depth. He's I a great see man. more in great, great man of God. We thank God for him. You we know? do. We do. So, <laughs> I have a couple more questions, and I know they weren't a part of the prompt, but I noticed that you all did something that's usually against the, the grain in the sense of you all decided to go to the courthouse first and then have a formal ceremony. And if I may ask, why did you all decide to do it that way? And would you recommend other couples try it that way? Because I find that a lot of couples who spend this grandiose amount of money on ceremonies end up divorcing in less than a yes. year. This is very true. Um, I think our decision um, to go to the courthouse was twofold. Friend, you know me at this point. I didn't want to get married necessarily for a very long time. So I wasn't the type of young lady who um, I didn't have dreams of weddings and sparkles. I didn't know nope. what my wedding dress was going to look like. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I don't really care. So in having that discussion with him after we got engaged, he kind of already knew that I wasn't necessarily interested in having a wedding. Mm -hmm. Um he has a big family down here in St. Petersburg. So he didn't mm -hmm. want to have, so he did want to have something. Let's do something to allow our families to be able to come together and celebrate this wonderful time in our lives is coming together under God. Right. Um, but we don't necessarily need the wedding. So our initial thought was we'll just go to the courthouse and then we'll have a party in the backyard. Um <laughs> some other time during the year since we have this new house. So um, when we went in January to the courthouse, after after we had that courthouse ceremony, um, mm -hmm. I realized how important that was and that a lot of people should really start considering doing that. I loved how connected we felt because we did it all together. We got dressed mm -hmm. in our home together. Um, you know, our families, the only people that we invited was our parents. So we were really able to focus on the real purpose of this coming together mm. rather than later on when we decided to invite everybody and it ended up being a bigger occasion that, than we initially <laughs> planned um, <laughs> because we wanted it to be nice. Um mm -hmm. I found myself that second time planning, it's easy to kind of get lost in that. You get lost in the money, you get lost in the flowers, the dress. I want you to wear this color. I don't like that tuxedo. You know, mm -hmm. you need to wear this. My mama don't like sitting next to my cousin. You gotta <laughs> sit her on the other side. Right. My cousin, her, her and her daughter don't get along. So you gotta sit them over there. You know, it starts it starts taking away from what the true purpose of the communion is. Um, mm. And I, and I noticed that especially when it came to money and certain things, it was always something somebody's calling you because something is getting canceled and we're spending so much money here. We should be spending more money here. And, 
you know, even some of it, it didn't necessarily come to arguments, but it came to disagreements of why are we doing this again? Mm. Why, why did we decide to do this? And don't yeah. even invite them. Don't worry about inviting them if we got to <laughs> sit them apart. And I'm like, no, she has to come. And he's just like, no, oh, they don't. Man. We don't have to invite them. You know, it, it mm. brings in so much additional and unnecessary stress. Um, And it made me value our courthouse experience so much more because it was two pages of paperwork. Um, I went to Amazon and bought me a little $60 dress that looked really cute. You look real good, girl. Thank you, friend. I went Mm -hmm. to another website and spent $80 on a photographer and went down to the beach and took photos for an hour with my family, my closest family. You know, mm-hmm. and then we went to dinner and then at the end of the night, I got to look at my husband in the face and say, we truly were able to truly experience every step of this thing rather than being so inundated with everything and everyone. Right. Um, it was a wonderful experience to just be able to really um, connect with the man that I was marrying. Mm, that was good. Fred, um, say what she said. Yeah, right, right, pretty much what she said. Ditto. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, because I, I think it's all about you know where you're at. You get what I'm saying when you decide to do that step. Because, um, yeah. like you say, one of the biggest things with me, like I knew she didn't want to have a big wedding, but I said if you want to do something, let's do it. Like you know, it's your time. And so she was like, we can, you know, we can do this, we can do that, this and the third, we can wait for it. And so I told her, I mean, if it's cool with you, we don't have to wait. We can go tomorrow and just get it done with. You get what I'm saying? Like, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, and then we can do everything after because I just want to go ahead and just get it. Like, I know this is what I want to do. I know this is what we want to do. You get what I'm saying? So let's just go ahead, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Get a little smaller something right now. Do, you know, invite the people that we want there that, like you say, are closest to us. And like you say, let's just enjoy this moment. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you say, trying to <laughs> trying to plan that the the second wedding, I guess you can say. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, yeah, like I said, it brought a lot of unnecessary stuff, you know. And you, you know, can start, you know, arguing over the littlest things. You know what I'm saying? Like you right. say, oh, you like these flowers? Or you like these flowers? And you're just like, I don't care about the flowers. Well, why you don't care about the flowers? I'm just saying, it's just, I mean, they flowers. It's just one you want. No, no, you need to pick right. one. I don't care. So you don't care about this wedding? Whoa, wait a minute. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like something she would do. I love you, though, girl. So, no, I definitely I definitely think that going to the courthouse, you know what I'm saying? But you, I will say that with also saying this. You have to make sure that you're not just doing it so fast. You know what I'm saying? We didn't mm-hmm. do it because of the quickness. You get what I'm saying? We did it because of gotcha. this is something that we can truly enjoy. You get what I'm saying? Because you know, I don't really care if people are here or not. This is about me and you. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, let's just go do it. You know what I'm saying? Get it done. Oh, we married. This time the third. We in Vegas with a honeymoon. No, 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 no. We're going to go ahead and get married because we've already been acting like a married couple. We might as well just make it official. You get what I'm saying? And, and there let's you go. Ahead. God, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like I say, with that, it's all about where you at, but you just have to have the understanding between you and your partner exactly what they want out of it. But I, in my opinion, yes, I would recommend going to the courthouse and then enjoying it and then worrying about a big ceremony and stuff like that. Give yourself time. Time moves too fast, man. You got to take advantage of it. That's good. Whew. Y'all have filled my heart again. Y'all are giving me hope, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sounds good. We hope but this for y'all to be y'all are actually the youngest couple I've ever had on the series. And oh, to wow. know that it's my best friend since <laughs> middle school. Yes. Oh my who's God. saying my yes. husband and then her husband is saying my wife and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So my final question as we conclude the real love series, what are you all looking forward to 10 years from now in your marriage? What do you all see coming up in the near future? I see I see a bright future. I'm not even gonna lie about it. Um I see us being very successful in love, financially, you know, mentally, you know, just in the over time us helping each other heal and becoming closer. You get what I'm saying? Mm. And, and the main thing that I'm looking forward to is seeing the new ways that she finds to love me and vice versa. You get what I'm saying? Her showing me different parts about her that I didn't see before or that I did and might even forgot about. You know mm. what I'm saying? Or something that I'm like, just, whoa, like, where did that come from? I like that. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And it's just like, I'm looking forward to finding new ways to, to fall in love all over again, to make me want to stay in this relationship the way I do now. That's good. Oh. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Randall. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think for me, my answer is going to be similar. Um, I found out something new about my husband every day in terms of the way he interacts with others and the way he even interacts with me. Um, I'm so excited to continue on this journey. In 10 years, I certainly can see us continuing to um, be as crazy as we are uh, right now <laughs> in this particular <laughs> marriage. Um, but I'm so excited to see, I think my biggest thing is I'm so excited to see how God continues to grow him and for me to see new facets of him. 10 years is, can you know, it doesn't feel like forever, um, mm -hmm. but it is a long time and I'm excited to see him you know, in his long-term career, I'm excited to see him potentially as a father. I'm excited to see him, um, you know, as an uncle and as a cousin. And I'm excited just to see him in different roles and to see him continue mm -hmm. to grow and continue to be the leader of my household and the man that I already fell in love with and continue to fall in love with every day. Amen. That was beautiful. Ah, man. Well, wait us. I don't know what we're going to do with this right here. Y'all are really, again, restoring hope because it's hard out here in these streets. I shall not lie. But you said that until we wait on our future Mr. or Mrs. that we need to work on ourselves. We yeah. have to heal from unaddressed trauma. We have yes. to learn how to be um, selfless and mm -hmm overall be willing to help that person grow as you continue to grow did i get yeah. it right did i listen That's well perfect. Yeah. there it is mm -hmm. i guess this this podcast been on you huh <laughs> <laughs> yes ma'am it has and with that i thank you both so much again and i want to be one of the first to tell you all happy anniversary and Thank I can't you. wait to see everything that you all, you're very welcome. All that you all aspire to have and be, I pray that it happens in tenfold. Waiters, Amen. this has been the Real Love Series, a special presented by While We're Waiting the Podcast. Peace. <laughs>